Why, hello, beautiful soul. Welcome back to Sips and Spirits with Haley Reese. I am, well, Haley Reese. And every single week over a drink of my choice, I share my heart, my soul, and, well, my spirit with you. If you guys are concerned by the sound of my voice and you're thinking, is she sick? Does she have laryngitis? What has she got going on? No. I was cleaning my house today, doing a little spring cleaning. We'll get into it. And I just so happened to inhale a whole pile of dust and I had a sneeze attack for like the gods and my voice is now a little bit raspy. One thing about me is I can lose my voice very, very quickly. It will be back tomorrow. It's just, it's a little damaged right now. (laughs) But this week, I am so excited for this episode, you guys, because I'm talking about something that I have struggled with for quite some time and something that I truly never thought that I would get through. I had like genuinely accepted that this was my life and that I would have like two to three people in my entire life at once and that was just about it and the thing is friendship was something at one point that truly triggered my social anxiety which really might come as a shock to some of you like you guys might be listening and think like you seem so friendly you seem so outgoing and yeah I'm very friendly. I'm very outgoing. I love talking with people. Um, I love opening up to people but for a little bit of my life actually i would say around the last i don't know how many years but from like my like mid well i would say it was around 15 so like the last 10-ish years friendship has been something that i haven't been the greatest at so basically today's episode is the confessions of a bad friend but a bad friend with severe social anxiety who is ready to share kind of that journey with you all because I've talked a little bit about it on social media, but I've never fully opened up to like what made me a bad friend and what, you know, pulled me away from people the way that it did, despite me being such a social butterfly and such a social individual. So I want to share that story with you guys and just really open up about how I've gotten through that slash I'm still working on that because if you guys suffer from any mental illness, for me it's anxiety, depression, and OCD. It's always a journey and you'll never fully be there. I mean, you hope for that, but you'll always have moments where there's little triggers or things that you have to push through. So that is exactly what we're going to dive into today, raspy voice and all. I'm just a hot mess in general. (laughs) But before we get into today's story, let's get into this week's current fixation. Dun, dun, dun. It's the weather, you guys. Finally, it's the freaking weather. I don't know how it is where you guys live, and if it's not like this right now or it's better, I'm sorry and I wish, but we are finally where I live, heading into that perfect spring weather. Today was over 10 degrees Celsius, you guys. I had the windows open. I was cleaning my house. I felt so motivated for the first time in weeks, and it just reminded me once again what I've always known, and that is I am not good when the weather doesn't feel right for me. Like I am heavily impacted by the weather. Now, one thing that I want to say is gloomy days are something that gets to me. Don't get me wrong. They get to me. However, rainy days can be a vibe. It just has to be the perfect vibe. Basically, I am the equivalent of a picky eater when it comes to weather. I'm a picky weather enjoyer. Is that a thing? 
I don't know. But that is literally me. Like, I am that person who, if it's the perfect amount of gloomy and rainy, I'll open my windows, I'll read a book, I'll cozy up. But if it's just gloomy and miserable and there's no light shining into my space, I get kind of low and down on myself. Like, I love nothing more than opening my windows with a good vibe, be it a good rain or a nice thunderstorm. Given you have to really weigh out, like, the weather when it comes to a thunderstorm, do you open the window, do you not? But either way, I love the vibe of opening up the windows and enjoying the weather. Like I just feel so productive when I have the sunshine shining in. And this past week, the past couple of days have been phenomenal, you guys. Like I am eating it up, I am soaking it up, and I feel so good. So here's to hoping that the weather stays great. Although one thing I want to touch on before we move on to this actual episode is for me, I enjoy aspects of all seasons. Like I don't not enjoy the winter. I don't not enjoy like other seasons. My favorite season is fall followed by I'd say maybe spring or summer and then winter. But I enjoy that first snowfall. I enjoy having a cup of hot cocoa while the snow has fallen. I enjoy those fall days. I enjoy like the rainy days. There's just a certain kind of weather that I can't put into words, but when winter is dragging on, it is there. It gets dark so early. It feels kind of gloomy and you're just kind of like, where is the inspiration? But this past week, I have not lacked the inspiration. (laughs) But now that I have shared my excitement about our climate and current weather, let's get into my friendship journey. And I do want to say that I didn't make very many notes for this, if any really. Like, I have a couple point form things that I want to touch on throughout this, but I haven't made any specific notes because I really just want this to speak from the heart and be raw and real and honest um, because this was a very real thing to me. And the only other thing I want to say before really starting at the beginning of my journey and friendship goes is that I am just scraping the surface here. Like if you guys want an in-depth telling of this, I can definitely do that in the future. But I kind of just want to touch on, you know, the things that made me the way that I was in hopes that maybe you'll see yourself in that and grow from it or in hopes that maybe you have a friend like this and you'll gain some clarity that even if they're not the exact same as me, there are so many layers to a human being and what you see that meets your eye isn't always what's truly within somebody. So I guess I should start kind of at the very beginning. Like ever since I was little, you guys, I was a social butterfly. I was that toddler who spoke very young and couldn't not talk to strangers. Like I'm not even certain my parents ever like taught me to not talk to strangers because I just talked to everybody they just taught me like don't you know go away with a stranger etc like the basic safeties but on the same token I was a very 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 independent kid I had no problem to play by myself I had no problem to be on my own I never required anybody else besides my mom and my grandparents like really at that point in my life I didn't require like friends I would love to go outside and play with friends but if no friends wanted to play I was okay with that and I think that that's such an important thing to start with because I think that it really ties in with where I wind up into adulthood like it's so wild to think like how our characters are shaping in all of the years of our lives which duh but you know what I mean 
And so throughout elementary school, I had very normal friendships. Like I'm not saying that I got along with every single person or that I, you know, was the most popular person, but I didn't have like social issues. I didn't have issues socializing. Like, in fact, if people who knew me in elementary school would hear now that I have social anxiety, they'd probably be like, but where? Like, I never, ever, ever saw that. But unfortunately, in high school, a lot of that would change for me. Um, I actually, okay, I should start by saying I went to a few different high schools in a very, very, very short span, which that is a whole other story. (laughs) But I do think that it's important to note because what I'm about to share with you wasn't just a one high school thing. It was a multiple high school thing. (laughs) But um, I went to multiple high schools and then shortly after that, I wound up releasing my Disney style song. For those of you who maybe this is your first episode you're listening to or you're just unfamiliar with my past, I started out with a career in music. And growing up, I grew up in not a small city, but not a big city. And it was far more unusual back then for people to want a career in music or a career in social media like it just wasn't really heard of at that time and if it was it was like you were that one in a million you were that Justin Bieber coming from Stratford you know Um, I'm Canadian so that was a big deal (laughs) and it, it really didn't go over well in fact the entire like city surrounding me and my city that I was in the fun thing to do at that time was to make fun of Haley. Like that was like the it thing. In fact, a lot of my friends, which I look back now and I'm like quote unquote friends would either stay quiet or chime in on the bullying and tell me I just didn't want to be bullied too. Because if you weren't bullying me, you weren't cool. Like it was literally the cool thing to do. And this was one of the darkest points in my life. Um, having friends of mine be like you're not the cool person to associate with and we need to be quiet about when we're hanging out or etc really caused me to withdraw from like people in my area or friends of mine um and this was the peak of my social anxiety i developed severe severe social anxiety and to the point you guys where if i walked into subway with my mom and there was teenage girls who i didn't even know eating and they were giggling and then they'd look up at me i would automatically assume they were talking about me i couldn't order a pizza without pretending that there were other people there so i didn't look crazy for ordering such a big pizza i couldn't talk to people about like issues and things if a meal was brought to me that was completely the wrong meal I would not be able to speak up because I felt so small and I was just so in my own head that is a whole other discussion for a whole other time but it was bad and I'm going to be full like real transparent the bullying got so bad I no longer wanted to exist and I was so stressed throughout the day that I peed the bed at night once like I'm not ashamed to admit that now because mental health is no joke and what it does to your body physically, not even like including mentally, is insane. So at this point, as I mentioned, my social anxiety really peaked and I actually got a really great opportunity to go and record in a big, big, big record label. 
So I ended up moving to New York to record music. And I think this was really the start of me just like not caring about having friends. Like, as I mentioned earlier in my early on childhood, I was a very, very independent child. As much as I thrive on social interactions, I'm a very talkative person. I also don't have a problem with being by myself. In fact, I grew to like that even more at this point because I couldn't hurt myself. I... I realized that people could hurt me to the point of me wanting to hurt myself, but I couldn't physically like, like, or emotionally hurt myself if I didn't allow myself to. And so I just focused on music and I focused on my career and it was thriving and I was ecstatic and I didn't miss the high school drama. I didn't miss the mean girl mentality because even when I was in elementary school and I was in a group of friends, everybody in that group of friends had friends that they were closer with and everybody talked about everybody. And that always bothered me. I always had like trust issues from the beginning because I always knew if they'll talk about somebody with you, they'll talk about you with somebody else. Like that is just how it is most times not all the time but that's how it is most times and so I didn't miss it all I wanted was a career and I put all my eggs in that basket and I was excited and I should know my mom has been my best friend since I was little and so I didn't lack having somebody to talk to like I could talk to my mom about anything boys you know feelings um emotions there was nothing off limits with talking to my mom so I never had that like need for a friend because of everything that I've been through with bullying and friends turning on me I I just I felt like it was just better to be on my own because nobody could hurt me when I was on my own and I should mention um I did have a childhood best friend named Tia love her with my whole heart we've been friends since the day we were born and I had a couple of friends that um weren't involved in any of this that I would associate with But my point is, those are the type of friends where you can go months without seeing one another and you know that the minute you see each other, it just rekindles and it's amazing still. So yeah, um, it was kind of around this point when I was in New York that I would wind up meeting Tyler, my boyfriend. And, you know, our story is an interesting story, but for the sake of not making this podcast episode 50 million hours long. As I mentioned, I'm just touching on multiple things. If you guys want to hear like the individualized stories, let me know. But I end up meeting him and we became friends right off the get go. Like prior to anything, we were just like friends. And immediately he became over time, like just like my best friend. And I would talk to him about absolutely everything. Flash forward a little bit. I get my place in LA, he had his place in Miami, and so at this point in my life, I had, you know, I was texting Tia, I had one high school friend I was still talking to, and I had my mom, and I had Tyler, and so I, I again, was just so caught up in work, I would go see Tyler, I'd go back to my place in LA, I'd focus on music, that was just like what my mind was caught up in, and I'd be very friendly with people, Tyler really, really, really helped me with my social anxiety. Um, I still have social anxiety to this day, but not to the degree that it was when the bullying initially happened. He really like was God sent to me in that department because he doesn't care what people think of him unless their opinions um, are worthy. And I know that might sound cocky, but not in a rude way. It's like, unless you're someone that he loves, like he would care what I thought or what his family thought. But if he doesn't know you, he doesn't care what you think. And he really implemented that into me even though I didn't learn it very quickly. (laughs) But um, I guess the next big point of this story would be 
when I winded up having to move back home after my lung collapsed. And I was right about to release my album. My whole life was about to take off everything that I'd worked for and everything I'd given up was about to be worth it. And um, I remember when my lung first collapsed, I'd see like friends here and there. I saw Tia, I saw a couple of other friends. Um, but it was at this point that once again, my mental health really, really started to down, like sp- downward spiral, sorry. Um, because I'd worked my whole life towards music and I suddenly had no direction and my anxiety was at an all time high. Like I can't even explain it. I felt like, oh, a million emotions. And at this point I started withdrawing from people. Um, and I just started going back to like isolating and just trying to figure myself out. And I was so anxious and sad every single day that when someone would write me and say, Hey Haley, do you want to hang out? It, my immediate thought was like, yeah, oh my God, I need to get out of my own head. And you won't understand what I'm about to say next unless you've suffered from anxiety or social anxiety, but the day would come and they'd say, hey, what time today? And I would go into full-blown panic mode because I'm anxious and I'm depressed and I don't want to see people and I'm embarrassed of my situation and I, and I don't know what I'm going to do. And I had a very bad habit being fully transparent and honest with you guys of just not responding to people, which is awful. And I feel terrible about that like to this day I would just not answer people I would just not even answer them and then they'd write me the next day or a few days later and you know what I'll be fully honest with you guys because that's what this podcast is about then I'd make up an excuse I would make up an excuse because I would feel terrible for hurting somebody but I couldn't do it you guys like it was like my whole life was coming to a peak and everything that I'd been through and this is really messed up but and this is my like lifetime friends aside but um when someone would ask me to hang out because I was back I was so ashamed that I'd lost everything that I worked for and because of my bullying and my friends turning on me I, I didn't trust people I had no trust in anybody and what's interesting is around this point I was trying to make money because I wasn't able to continue with the label and release my music because at that point I was a health liability and I wasn't able to fly or travel for three months minimum anyways with my lung after my bolectomy. So um, I just, I didn't even know what to do with myself and I decided to make money. And so I started nannying and babysitting. Cute possessed child here. <laughs> Sorry if you don't know my YouTube channel, but I babysat a possessed child during, around this time anyway. And um I remember, oh my goodness, I was nannying for a family and I got like close to the parents and, you know, one of the parents said to me one day, do you ever like really open up? And we were having deep conversations and I was like, what do you mean? Do I ever really open up? And he goes, you talk a lot, but you don't open up about the deep stuff. You have a wall. And that was the first time in my life I'd been told that I have a wall that I open up about everything. I'll be the first to tell you like stupid things I've done or embarrassing things I've done or open up about like different things. Like I I don't care. And I, and in the moment I was like, you're crazy. Like all I do is talk. I open up about too much. And he was like, you are very, very like guarded. And I didn't see it then. And looking back now, I, I have been very guarded because even with friendships, when I started trying to open up, 
I never talked about the deep stuff. Like it wasn't until recently with my friend Jerrica, I would say last year, and that's saying something, and I'll get into Jerrica in a second, but I called her bawling my eyes out in the middle of a literal, actual mental breakdown. Like I'm not talking like a cute one, not like not that mental breakdowns are cute. That's not what I mean, but I'm not talking like me calling and being like, I'm really sad. I'm talking like hyperventilating. I can't breathe. Life's too much. I don't know what I'm doing. Help me. And at the end of the call, she calmed me down and I apologized for opening up and she got emotional and said, I'm so happy you just did that. And I'm like, what? And she goes, it just shows like the growth in our friendship. She goes, you have never, ever called me mid mental breakdown. You always call me afterwards saying, I had a mental breakdown today. Can we talk through it? And that just comes from like my walls and my insecurity around friendships and people because of the trauma that I went through in my teenage years. And it's, it's insane to me how much things can affect people and how I like did myself the disservice of not allowing myself to have real honest friendships because of what people had done to me into my literal 20s, you guys, into my 20s, which is, it's absolutely crazy. So um, to put it bluntly, people were trying to be my friend. And even when my YouTube started taking off, I I disconnected even more because I was so focused on YouTube and I loved it every minute of it. And the idea, here's the thing with my social anxiety. I don't know if it's the same with yours, if you're listening and you have it, but for me, the idea of the plans sounds so good to me. I'm like, yes, I need that. I need to get out of the house. I need to live a little, I need to experience things. And then the day comes and I get overflowed with emotions. And like, it makes me want to cry talking about it right now because it comes off as so ignorant and selfish and rude. But in the moment, it's like, no, I can't, I can't. I just, I can't do it. And I'll, and I'll cancel. And in the beginning, as I mentioned, I would ignore people, but it got better and I got into canceling, which is not any better. Like I would, and the, the, here's the reason it wasn't any better. I wasn't being honest with my friends. I was canceling with excuses instead of canceling with heart and saying, hey, I am experiencing extreme anxiety. I have social anxiety. You know this and I want to see you, but I'm experiencing this and giving them the opportunity to come back at it with whatever they would. I was just having my walls up and being like, no, 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 no. I just can't go. That's it. That's all. And only thinking of myself in that moment, which is is really wrong Um, because what I've come to learn is my true friends, when I tell them I'm experiencing anxiety or, hey, I don't want to go to dinner, they'll say, well, can I just come over? Even if you don't want to talk, let me sit with you. And I never, ever thought that people cared enough about me to do that. I never allowed myself to allow people close to me. And, you know, uh, I, I can think of like just, oh, okay, where do I where do I jump from here? Because now I'm just thinking of a million things. I guess, let me go into Jerrica and meeting Jerrica. You guys have heard her here on the podcast before. Um, she's my best friend. I love her to death. And Jerrica and I have known of each other since elementary school. We went to different elementary schools, but we've known of each other. And we both were into the same things. We had each other on like Facebook and social media, but we never talked. And what's ironic is the night that I met Jerrica there was a table of people and there was a girl who I also was acquainted with, but we weren't close next to Jerrica. And I walked over to the table with my mom and they were both all excited, like to say hi. And 
like flash forward to the future, Jerrica and I became best, best friends after that. But there's a journey. I'll get there. But what's wild is the girl who was sitting next to her, who I also hung out with all night, who was kind to me. When I walked up to the table, she whispered in Jerrica's ear and said, nobody likes Haley. And then proceeded to turn around and say, Haley, so nice to see you. How have you been? And that right there, if I would have known that in that moment, I wouldn't have even opened up to Jerrica because that was my biggest fear in friendship. That was like one of my biggest fears in social anxiety was like that I would get close to somebody who deep down would talk about me like that. Like I don't, I really try not to talk about people and I'm not a saint. Trust me. I, I do talk about people sometimes, but not for no reason. Like I'll talk about experiences I've had or things that I'm like, Ooh, that wasn't cool. But like, I don't just like whisper to someone. Nobody likes that person. Like I just, I don't get that. Right. But after that, Jerrica and I started hanging out and it was so much fun. And I remember it was right when I'd released my Annabelle video, her and I went to the Annabelle like screening at the um, cinema. And it was the first time I ever got recognized in public was with her. And we got really close really quick, but I would still shut down with her. And I have to give her credit where it's due, you guys. I was honest with her in the beginning about my social anxiety and my anxiety. And she suffers from it too. And so instead of giving up on me, she just pushed me. And sometimes I would get so annoyed with her. Like I'd make plans with her and I would ignore her. Or like I'd be like, I uh, this came up. And she'd be like, Haley, it's your anxiety. Talk to me. Like, talk to me or I'm going to show up and I'm going to come over and we're going to work through this. And at the time I was like, why is she so dang pushy? Like, what is wrong with this girl? Oops. Sorry. Sorry. Headphone users. I was like, what is wrong with this girl? But deep down, I just felt so accepted and I felt so loved. And I was like, I don't know what I, I would literally text her and be like, I don't know what I did to deserve your friendship, but thank you. And we've been friends for like five years now. And she is my literal sister like if we go a few hours without talking it gives me anxiety now instead of hanging out with her giving me anxiety it gives me anxiety that I don't hear from her and I'm like you good you alive like did I do something but even still there's days now where um I will have an anxiety day but now instead of me telling her like an excuse or canceling I'm just honest. And she's like, cool. Well, I'm still coming over. So see you in a little bit. And if we just have to watch a movie or we just have to lay in bed or we just have to chat through it, we're going to do that. And I remember the other night I was just crying, you guys, because if you would have told me a few years ago that I would have friendships in my life where I, it's like the movies or the TV shows, like I never saw that for me. In fact, I used to cry sometimes watching shows like um, One Tree Hill or even Pretty Little Liars. Like I'm just thinking of random shows throughout my teenage years where I was like, imagine having friendships like that. Like I've never had, I mean, I've had friendships, don't get me wrong, but I've always fell short because of me. Like I've never allowed it to get to that point. And I was crying the other day being like, I have a friendship like that. Like I have someone that, that can just like, I could give a key to my house and I'd be comfortable with it. And what's so crazy is like really opening up to Jerrica, especially in the past like year or two, I'd say two years and being honest about everything, it just made me realize that I need to drop my walls because there is good in the world and friendships are incredible. As much as you can be independent and isolate yourself, you need people to rely on. And for so many years, I was so happy just relying on my mom and Tyler and not even relying because like I said, I could 
I'm a very independent person. I could be alone all day and I don't stress that. I could be alone and I don't care. Well, I would care if it was too long, but you know what I mean? Like I'm okay with being alone, but I never realized how much I really need a group of friends and a best friend. And Jerica, shout out to you for bringing down those walls. And, you know, I have to be honest. I, I have to say also thank you to my childhood best friend, Tia, because no matter what, from the moment we, we met, like I was born, I think six months before her and our moms are best friends and we were forced into friendship. And so she's known me my entire life. And through all of the pushing away, all she's ever done is come back with unconditional love. And those are the two people like truly in my life besides like the people who have I've never pushed away, which is like, well, oh, you know what I mean. <laughs> but um, I was going to say I've never pushed Tyler and my mom away, but they probably agree to disagree. They just never go anywhere. <laughs> but I, I'm just so freaking thankful for someone who knows me my entire life through the ups and downs and just never gives up on me, always comes back and always wishes well for me. It, it's ugh, I can't even explain it, but I'm just so grateful that I've learned what the value of friendship is. I'm not cured from my social anxiety. I still have my moments, but I'm learning to find ways to control my anxiety more and not allow it to completely and entirely control me. Even if that's just vocalizing it to people, it takes the power away from it. Because before I would give in to my anxiety and I would just you know, be anxious all night alone and then cry because I'm letting people down and hurting people because that always weighed heavy on me. And this way, when I vocalize it, I put the ball in their court and they're given the chance to make that choice if they still want to hang out or if they say, hey, take the night. Like literally, you guys, I had a conversation with God. I think it was like two weeks ago. And I was like, I'm ready for friendships in my life. I'm ready to stop being so anxious. Like, literally Jerica wrote me the other day and was like do you want to just like come over here and sing karaoke with us and just enjoy it it was like 10 p.m and normally I'd be like no because I get anxious I'm like it's 10 p.m what am I gonna do and I went over there and I did it and it was so much freaking fun and I felt so powerful just pushing through the emotions and I know that I won't be able to do that all the time I know that mental illness and the things that we go through are no joke but I'm learning to just not like do my best to not give it so much power and just vocalize it. And I am so freaking thankful for the people in my life, for my mother who continuously puts up with my shit, even though I can be so anxious 24 seven for Jerica for breaking down my walls and showing me what true friendship is and just being there for me through absolutely everything to Tia for being there from the day that I was born. And even though I've pushed her away a million times by, by my anxiety and just my lack of presence has still never given up on me. And for Tyler who, oh, poor man, we got to pray for Tyler. He deals with me on a daily basis <laughs> and he still loves me. It's like, I'm learning that life is not about not showing up because you're imperfect in that moment or you feel rather, sorry, imperfect in that moment. It's about showing up despite those moments and the ones who stick around and are by you through it are the ones who are worthy of it. And just, oh, I'm like, I'm so grateful for the people in my life and the place that I'm in right now because if me a few years ago knew that I had like actual best friends in my life and someone that I can call at three in the morning and if I say I'm I need you they'll be there like 
Jerrica and I will talk on the phone, you guys, for six hours if we're going through it and we just work through it together. And I never leave that call thinking Jerrica's going to go talk bad about me to someone. Like I never do. So I don't know. I just, I am just so thankful for my journey. And I wanted to talk about this with you guys because these are the confessions of someone who came off as a really bad friend. And you know what? In hindsight, I was, but I was a bad friend dealing with even worse emotions that were holding me back because I thought that I wasn't worthy to hang out with people or that people would talk about me or wouldn't enjoy their time with me, or they were giving me a pity invite. Whatever my mind was telling me in that moment, I gave into it. And I'm just thankful for the people who have pushed through it. So if you're somebody who, in one way or another, struggles to open up to people or let your walls down, I encourage you to just try. Just try. It's not going to be easy, but instead of just canceling because you're anxious or you're depressed or you, you just can't even get out of bed, be honest. Because if they don't care or they judge you for that, then they're not even worthy of your friendship or meant to be in your life. The real ones are the ones who will show up and they will be there for you and they will talk you through it and you will go through the highs and lows of life together because that's what life's about is finding your tribe, finding your community, finding your soul family that is going to be there for you through all of the highs and the lows and you be there for them through the same and work through things together. I don't know what I would do without my friends right now. I don't know what I would do without Jerrica and Tyler and more importantly, my mother who talked me through everything. And I'm just so glad that I'm no longer isolating myself. But I've talked a lot about it in the past in some vlogs and videos about how I've been a very, very bad friend. And you know what's crazy? I think it's difficult for people to understand that I truly do have social anxiety because I'm such a talkative person and that's where you can never judge a book by its cover. I could walk into a room and talk to everybody, but I have severe social anxiety. And just because it doesn't look like what somebody else's social anxiety looks like, or maybe it's not textbook social anxiety, you have no idea what it's like to be in my mind in those moments and what I go through or what others go through. And so check in on your friends, check in on people. Um, the life of the party could be could be struggling and isolating the most. So I just wanted to chat a little bit about this with you guys. And I know that it was kind of all over the place and jumpy and it uh, is kind of dark. You know, I said it in my first podcast. I am sorry, Grams. You are right. I do get deep and raw and honest, but this is real life. And I, I want to normalize talking about the things that people sometimes act as though aren't normal. Like, mental illness exists anxiety does exist people struggle and not everything people do to others is because they mean to i've talked about this before and it's actually running through my mind right now in a totally different context i've said in the past about mean people but i want you to look at this from a different perspective i've said hurt people hurt people and i've talked about that in the sense that when somebody is hurting they'll be mean and try to hurt somebody but now that I'm looking back on that, I was a very, very hurt person who hurt people around me because I would cancel on them or make them feel insignificant or that I didn't care to spend time with them or that I didn't value their time or energy. And it wasn't true. I was just a hurt person making decisions based off that who accidentally and unintentionally hurt people around me. And so just check in on your friends. And if you're struggling, just know you are not 
alone. You are not alone. We are all navigating this journey of life. We all have different struggles. Our demons may look different, but they're real nonetheless. And I want you to know that your feelings are valid. Your experiences and how you interpret them and how they make you feel is valid. And my heart goes out to anybody who has their walls up the way that I did and feels as though the world is seemingly out to get them because there are good, good people out there who want good for you. But yeah, with that being said, I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. I'm, I'm already overthinking it because I talked so quickly and this is what anxiety does to me is I'm like, wait, should I even like release this? Am I saying things wrong? I don't know. But um, I love you guys so very much and just know you're never alone in your struggles. No matter who you see in life, no matter how perfect they may seem or social they may seem or, you know, whatever they may seem, we all have faults. We all make mistakes and we are all trying to navigate a crazy world together. But with that being said, I will update you guys next week on my crazy world once again. (laughs) And I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Nonetheless, I absolutely adore you and we will chat and have a sip next week. Goodbye, guys.